Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie Alf, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page XI in the preface, the third paragraph, um, reading that starts with the second printing, well, mine says second edition, and reading all the way through the end of a press end of the preface with, yes, I believe this program can work for me too, commenting on all four paragraphs. Um, and today's readers are, and thank you for the service, for your service, for the 12 steps, Sally B, reading the 12 traditions, Anne-Marie M, reading the text to Barbara E and Chris M, the newcomer greeters, Karen W, and the host of the second hour is Chris G. The reference numbers for Thursday, February 17th, 2022, for the 7th 7 a.m. meeting is 18,565, that's 18565, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 18,566, that's 18566. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's, our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Sally B. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie. Good morning. My name is Sally B. And I'm calling in from uh, Batavia, Illinois. Uh, here are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves would restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you for letting me do service and have a nice day. Thank you, Sally B. Okay, I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Okay, there you are. Great. Yeah, it took me a minute. A few seconds, I exaggerate, it wasn't a minute. Um, uh, this is the Anne-Marie M. Uh, in South Carolina, through God's grace, recovered from compulsive overeating. So, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is one, but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may um, create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for jumping in. Um, How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page Roman numeral XI in the preface, the third paragraph, the second edition. Um, Anyway, mine starts different than some people. I don't know. Anyway, it's the third paragraph through all four paragraphs ending on XII, which finishes the uh, preface. And I will ask Barbara E to begin reading.
Barbara Star One. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey. The second printing of the first edition added the appendix spiritual experience. In the second edition, the appendices on AA tradition, the medical view, and the religious review of AA, the Lasker Award, and information on how to contact AA were added and the appendix on the Alcoholic Foundation was discontinued. But the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship growth. Bill's stories, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were added, and one of these was was retitled. New versions of new stories were written, and new, to- new titles, 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are now used. Okay, well, when I first heard... No, Barbara, you, oh, oh. you read all the way through to the end of that page. Oh, oh how lucky I am. Thank you. Okay, no problem. <laughs> the fourth edition includes the 12 concepts, the 12 the world service, and, write, and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one, and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. 11 new ones have been added and 11 taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members fond nickname for the volume, have had the same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me. Or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or more important, yes, I believe, this program can work for me too. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have gotten to read the whole thing. Well, when I first, I'll set my timer. Okay. When I first heard we were going to read the title page and preface on the big book study, I thought, really? We're really going to start reading that? Let's get on with this. But I was desperate and dying, and that illustrates how self-important and ignorant I was, that I thought I knew better. But as I listened and learned from what you shared, I learned a lesson about humility and to trust the process. Each edition of the big book indicates how the number of people exposed to it have grown and changed, but it also tells us the basic text. The first 164 pages remain intact. The stories in the back now reflect the diversity of the people and cultures exposed to this God-inspired text for living. And as you heard, some were deleted, some were added, and some were moved to the different sections in the book. 
Well, I have to remember that the main, for me, the main purpose of the book is to find the solution, like, like finding a priceless gem, and if willing to take the actions in order to solve my problem with food and life, you and I can be changed to find food, food, true food neutrality and to become caring people who genuinely want to help others with no expectation of reward and to pass the message forward, in other words, to sponsor. The tool in the center of the triangle placed in the circle we heard about on Monday represents for me a wrench. And that's the spiritual toolkit I know I must bend down to pick up if I'm willing to take the actions required to live a better life without excess food and misery and on my better days, sanity, serenity, gratitude, and positivity. Each time I read it with you, I learn something more from you, the book, and doing the steps over and truly it truly believing I can become recovered, but understanding that I'll never be cured and turning to something nameless that I now call God, good orderly direction, that can help me get out of the misery that I was in in 1997 when God led me to this program and this book that I believe saved my life, Unity, Service, and Recovery, and the Promise Offered if we do the work. Thank you again to, to Team Friday. I'm wishing you a beautiful day. I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara, for getting us started. So as you heard, we read four paragraphs starting on page Roman numeral XI, the second edition, reading through the end of the preface. Um, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day so that others may share their experience. So who would like to share on this section? Star one Melissa, to unmute. Rachel K. Melissa, okay, Melissa C. C. Rachel K. Rachel K. Gotcha. Therese. Rachel. Teresa P. Okay. Linda D. Linda D. Maria A. Maria A. Shelku Day. Loretta H. Shelku Day. I don't I'm sorry, I didn't get that name, but I did get you Loretta H. Who was Shelkyu before Day. um had, can you spell that please? S J O U K J E. Okay. S J O U K J E. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. Um, so that's a good lineup. I have Melissa C, Rachel K, Teresa P, Linda D, Maria A. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that, but you know who you are, and Loretta H. So go ahead, please, Melissa C, followed by Rachel K. Hi, good morning. Thanks. Thank you so much, Katie, for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and um you know, I look at this preface, and what really jumps out at me is what was added and the purpose for its addition. Um, you know, that the spiritual experience was added to it, and, um, you know, and why? You know, I think, like, why would that have to be added? Um, 
because there were a lot of people who did not have white light experiences that did not get this sudden God consciousness. And yet that is exactly what we need in order to recover from this. We need to have a relationship with God. And so I I know for myself, I love the spiritual experience um, because it told me that it was going to be a personality change and it could happen over time, you know, in increments, you know, in steps, in measured steps, um, in 12 of them. And, And that was really good news for me. And, you know, the other thing that really strikes me this morning about the addition and the elimination and the removement, you know, and and the shuffling around of some of the stories is there was a real purpose to that design, you know, and I think it's actually the same purpose that we have any time we open up our mouths, hopefully to speak. It's to, um, you know, it's to, like, carry the message that this can happen, that this happened to me that I felt like that and that this program can work. And so, you know, it's sort of like when you first are going to sponsor somebody or you're first, like, kind of sharing the good news about this program, you're supposed to get to know a person so that you can communicate to them um, in stories and in, you know, and in language that they can hear, that they can better understand. And that was the purpose of this text, to reach more people to give more people hope that this could, in fact, work for them, too. And so, you know, the directions don't change. I love that, too. The directions are not going to change. But, you know, how the directions have changed other people, that actually gets included so that we get more opportunities, more stories to hear how different people were able to have a spiritual experience, how different people were able to come to know God. And, you know, what happened for me when I started listening here was that I did not hear people having these great white light moments. Um, And that was really good news for me because I hadn't had one yet. But I heard people who were diligently working and who were changing, and and they all came to say that it was because of God that they had come to have a relationship with deep inside. So thanks for that. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa. Okay, followed by, uh, now we'll have Rachel K. followed by Teresa P. Hi, thank you. This is Rachel K., compulsive overeater from Northern California for now. And um, it's funny, I had I did not think I would have anything to say on this stuff, but um, I found there was a lot that really stuck out to me. Um, I love the honesty and the forthrightness with which the the editors talked about what's changed, you know, because I get really suspicious when I see something, you know, new and improved. Like, okay, what, what did you do to my, to the thing that I used to like? You know, what did you, what did you do to it? Did you make it smaller? Did you put less in it? Did you, you know, is this new Coke? You know, what, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember new Coke, but um, it, it, what did you do to it? And they're very clear. Okay, this is, you know, we kept this stuff, that we kept the instructions, we kept Bill's story, this is what's changed, and here's why, here's why we did it. And um, and why we did it, or why they did it, is, um, like Melissa said so well before us, is to, to reach people, um, and I'm paraphrasing, 
Um, but also I have to realize that, um, you know, the fellowship is not the program, but I can't get the program without the fellowship. I cannot do, I cannot work these steps without identifying in um, and also passing it along to another compulsive overeater. And let me tell you, before I got recovered, I was really good at identifying out on seeing how I was unlike you. I remember people, you know, there were people in meetings talking about pints, you know, pints of Ben and Jerry's, whatever. And I was like, what the hell is a pint of ice cream? I ate half gallons and gallons. I ate, you know, huge Costco size amounts of food. And so I was identifying out, you know, what is this? What what is this pint stuff? What is this, you know, an extra bowl of this or that? You know, I was such a volume eater. And first of all, that didn't do me any good as far as, you know, getting, you know, getting in the middle of the herd, because what that did was to keep me outside of the herd. Um, and second of all, you know, it's it's that was superficial stuff. The truth is that underneath it all, you know, I have the same disease. And so, you know, it's my job not only to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater and to share my story, you know, so that maybe, maybe they will see, okay, you know, she is as sick as as I am and and if she can get this, maybe I can get this. Maybe this can happen for me. But and but also to see, you know, how what I share with all of you um, so that I become a part of so that I get in the center of the herd, because, you know, as somebody once wisely said to me, I can hang around the bathtub all I want for years and years, but I'm not going to get clean unless I jump in the tub. So I don't know if that was coherent whatsoever at four. 22 in the morning Pacific time, but I hope it was. And thank you. Everybody have a great weekend. Um, thanks for doing service on this meeting, everybody. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel K and Teresa P. You're up, followed by Linda D. Hi, I'm Teresa P, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California, and uh, really grateful to be here and uh, and I do, I do enjoy reading um, and listening to the um, preface and the boards and all because they really give me lots of information that, you know, I need to hear. And what really stood out for me is that, that last line about, you know, you know, you know, identifying in, you know, yes, I believe this can work for me too. One of the really wonderful things is when I got to program is I was so happy and overjoyed that I wasn't the only one and I got to hear, you know, I have this disease and and all these other people had it too. And, and it's even better, you know, reading it from the big book because there's millions and have it in writing and not only just have it in writing, but it's been writing for years and and into understanding that, yeah, that is the point, is just to identify in. Yeah, you are my people, and and I got that right away. And it has just been such a joy to me because this disease is so isolating. And I felt, you know, so what's wrong with me? I mean, all these other people can handle this 
foods down, but something's wrong with me. And, and, uh, but, you know, I found my people now. You all have the same problem, and it's great, and I love it. And it, it gives me such a, uh, an opportunity to be a part of that. And, and also just realize and just even seeing now, even after years of being in program, that it still is so easy to isolate, especially with, with the pandemic going on. And it's, you know, things are different. And what I get to do is just realize that, you know, all I have to do is one more time, just keep doing the same things. You know, thank goodness the big book didn't change. Thank goodness there phone meetings and, uh, you know, computer and it's just things that, you know, I can do. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, the same as it was before, but it still is, you know, here it is, you know, lasting for years, still available and still working. So I'm really grateful that we are reading this and I'm so grateful that, you know, you all, you all are my people and yes, indeed, you know, uh, I'm one of you, and, you know, this is working for me. Thank you, God. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Teresa P. Okay, Linda D., you're up, followed by Maria A. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Kate. Uh, it's Linda D., recovered, not cured, in Connecticut. Um, I had something unique happen to me. I've never shared it before. But this is the time to share it, God tells me. Um, I've been in program a really long time, both programs, and the middle of the herd is the place to be. I was given hope by a person I met. And the person, I will not tell you who it is, a female, um, and her story is in the big book uh, today, right now, the one you have in your hands. And... um, How do I know that? Uh, She became a close friend of mine. I was in my 50s, and she was in her 80s, and I was at um, the other meeting, the AA meeting, and um, that's where we met, uh, women's meetings, and um, we became very close friends. She was always there, even though she was in her 80s. She was there with her sponsee, and I won't say her name, but she was easily only 30 years old. And there were other older women there in their 70s and 80s, and they have young sponsees. And so what's that about? Well, I, I was talking to my friend, X, and I said, you know, this story in the back, you know, the stories in the back, it's in there. So I said, you know, so-and-so, um, that sounds just like you. I mean, it was like, really sounded like her. And do you know what she did? She denied it. And I know why she denied it, because this is not about um, celebrity stuff. This is about uh, identifying in and giving hope and living the program. And she gave me hope. Of course it was her. I realized that many years later. Of course it was her. And she's passed on now. And I'm still here. Somewhere in heaven, she's still there. and. Um, This program really works. Identify in. You're going to meet the most amazing people. And even better, you're going to become amazing. You know why? God, that's why. Because it works. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Linda. Okay, so now uh, we have Maria A. followed by Shoki. Hi, this is Maria A. 
and I'm calling from um, Hamilton, Ontario, Eastern Time Zone. And I just love the fact that, you know, they took the time to put this together in such a way that we can understand the transparency and the um, diligence and the clarity that went into the thinking as to what um, this living testament was going to be about, not just for their fellowship at the times of the different um, editions, but also for the people in the future. And I'm very grateful that that's uh, something that we have with us today um, to guide our recovery. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Maria. Um, Shoki, it's your turn, followed by Loretta H. Hi, this is J. Welcome, go ahead. Hi, I'm Shelke J. I'm a compulsive overeater. And, um, you know, I can totally identify. And thanks to these types of changes in the big book, that just shows me two things. Um, first of all, I belong here. And second of all, even AA is making a never-ending self-improvement. It's uh, progress, not perfection. And so they're not afraid to make some changes in the book. <laughs> So that makes me even identify identify in more. Um, <clears throat> more than 10 years ago, um, I started going to an AA meeting because I couldn't find anything else in my area that or that I felt safe. And so because the the fellowship allowed me to be part of that group, um, I started reading the big book and the stories in the back and. Um, from being super fearful, I became faithful, I became hopeful, and um, ten, more than 10 years later here, I think it's 13 years later now, um, I'm here, <laughs> and I can help others. So it's because they were brave enough to um, make progress, even in the big book, and changing things, I'm able to be here. And if it wasn't for that braveness, I wouldn't be here. Um, those stories in the back are so important. If nothing else, if I can just read one story, there's always some sort of hope in there that uh, will get me to come back over and over and over again over all the years that I've been here. And uh, so I'm so grateful that we're reading even this because everything matters. And um, it just shows that we're all human. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Shoki J um, and Loretta H. It's your turn, and then we'll open it up for more shares on the preface, starting on page XI, the third paragraph, reading through the end. Go ahead, Loretta. Star one. Thank you, Kate. Yes, thank you, Katie, and everybody on the line who saved my life. Loretta H. from Raleigh. Uh, this, I love this. I, I really love um, history, and I love it when people are archivists and know the history of our, especially this program, because it has been such a gift in my life. And I use this book as my spiritual teacher, and um, it's, like, so important to me. It's, it's where I learn to find God, where I learn to un not understand God, but stand under God. And so as somebody else shared, um, 
the spiritual experience for me is is one of the biggest assets of the fourth edition and the second and the third edition because I did not have that white life experience. So I thought, you know, I didn't have what I needed to get to, um, you know, through the steps, but through the work and through after working the steps, I find that I've had spiritual experiences throughout my life, which I was an agnostic, and also I've had spiritual experiences um, in my program, many, many. In fact, one happened yesterday. I actually got such a gift of grace that I can't even explain it. I'll stop crying. But anyway, um, I was gifted at Christmas time with the first edition of the big book. And, of course, it doesn't have any of this, um, you know, forward to the fourth and the um, or any of the forwards and um, it also in the in it the steps the first the 12 step says spiritual experience instead of spiritual awakening and that was why they wrote the spiritual experience because a lot of us have had the educational variety so they changed it in the second edition to be the awakening and that to me was such an enlightenment for my that's why the history is so important because all of it needs to be that divine intervention needs to be taught to me because i'm such an agnostic about anything when it comes to anything and especially sometimes when it comes to the teachings of the of scripture and it's interesting enough the stories in the back of the first edition are much more scripture orientated so because of the oxford group so it's all such you know god's grace is just coming into this book every time it's re um written even though the first 164 pages are not touched it still is i believe that's time loretta thank you thank you god inspired book and thank you katie sorry about that no problem. I didn't start my timer, but then I did late, and so it just felt like three minutes. Okay, sorry about that. Thank you so much, Loretta. Okay, so if you've just joined us, we're on Roman numeral XI, uh, starting with the third paragraph, um, the second edition, and then reading through four paragraphs, ending the preface on page XII. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who else would like to share on this? These Roger, Roger, composive over here, I'd like to share. Larry, Larry K. Christina Natalie K. R. Natalie R. Okay. Okay, I heard Roger, and then I heard a woman's voice, then I heard Larry K., Christina J., Nat, Natalie R., um, and so if you've already said your name and I did not just say it, please tell me again. Amy G. Susan okay. S.H. What is that, K., the last one? <clears throat> Laura? Yes. Okay. Okay, let's stop there. Okay, I have Roger. I'm putting Susan S.H. next. Larry K., Christina J., Natalie R., Pete B., Amy G., and Laura. 
And Laura, if you could give me your initial, and Roger, if you could give me your initial. So go ahead, please, Roger, followed by Susan S.H. And if I missed someone, I apologize. Go ahead, please, Roger, star one. Roger V, compulsive overeater in DTLA, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, thank you, Visions. Uh, I don't know if there's such a thing, but <laughs> this compulsive overeater is going to need to find a uh, insomnia anonymous meeting because I've been up since 1.30 in the morning. But when that happens, I just turn the light on and start my day and start my prayer. But um, I love this preface. You know, it's, um, as it's been pointed out, the transparency. I mean, this book is divinely inspired. You know, I've often said that if I was on a desert island, would I want the Bible with me or the big book? And that'd be a hard choice to make. But, um, you know, when I came into AA a long time ago, it was the third edition. And um, what's now called um, on, on acceptance then was called Dr. Alcoholic Addict. And they renamed it, and um, I got the pleasure of meeting Dr. Paul and his wife, Maxine. And, um, you know, they used to speak at meetings in West Los Angeles, and it, it was exciting, you know. So, um, I, you know, the first 164 pages, as it's been pointed out, that's the textbook. But I've got to bust myself. Um, I was on a... Um, a workshop last weekend that Melissa C. took part in where um, Susan G. used the stories about God. And what I was taught is the purpose of this book is to find a God of your own understanding and, you know, to coin an ABC phrase from an Olympics a long, long time ago, which said the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. These stories for me, they all go from the agony of defeat to the thrill of victory, where these stories are all about people finding a God of their own understanding and, you know, getting to shore in, in this new way of thinking and new way of behaving. So, um, you know, I've got to bust myself in 37 years. I've never read every story instead of me, you know, going on YouTube every night, I'd be better off reading a story or two every night. So um, that's my challenge to myself because I find, you know, what I love is I, I remember there's a lot of stories where women alcoholics are, are showcased. And I remember reading one and I did that. Oh, I can relate to that. That sounds like me. So, um, and of course a lot, you know, our net in doing this, they've spread the net a lot wider to be more inclusive with today's young people, today's transgender, whatever your sexual orientation is, you know, to not exclude anyone. And, and I think that was the founder's intention in the beginning anyway. So um, I, I love this book. Um, Thank you, Roger. Is, Time, please. I will. Um, with that, I'm out. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to be so rude there. Um, okay, Susan, that's H. You're up, followed by Larry K. Hi. <clears throat> Good morning. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so grateful to be here. And what one thing that comes to me reading this 
is that of myself, I don't necessarily have the discipline to go ahead and read the preface and, and the forewords. And you know what? There is vast knowledge and vast reasoning <laughs> in them. And what this one really speaks to me of uh, is a primary purpose, Tradition 5, um, to carry its message to alcoholics, addicts, if you will, who still suffer. And this talks exactly of why the minor changes happen and why the directions have it to reach more alcoholics. And the message to me is to identify in, oh, I do, I do so much. Look at how these people, so like me, found recovery. And in that, I find hope. I find hope that if I do what they did, follow their directions to the best of my ability, I can have that relationship with a higher power that will solve all my problems. <laughs> and uh, I am just grateful to be blessed to have been brought into a close relationship with my higher power. Um, I'm so glad that we read these together and we discuss what they mean. And I'm so glad I have a chance to share what, what it says to me and to listen to others with more experience than me, what it means to them. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Susan. Okay, now we'll have Larry Kay followed by Christina J. Hey, Katie. Um, thanks for your service. I'm Larry, a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, I, uh, I love the comments. And um, when I think of the history, you know, if I look at the, uh, even the OA of 2022, it's so different than 1960, right? Just as AA 1935, you know, 39 is so different than today. I mean, it's, it's, it's international. It's, now, we could do a better job of it being multi-ethnic, multi-racial, but it is those things, and it's beautiful, and we, and we cut across social classes, and it's not rigidly uh, religious. It, it, it's accepting. Not perfect, right? That's for sure. But um, uh, we're in big cities. We're in small places. We're, we're all over the map, and, you know, it's not a temperance organization. I, I need to know the history to understand it's not a prohibition, prohibition type of society. We, you know, we're not, in OA, we're not trying to save the world from junk food or fast food. And, and you know, what's kind of cool is nobody invites you to join OA. You're a member if you say you're a member. If you walk into a meeting with the thought that you have an, a problem with food and you want to stop, we've got a solution. You, you don't have to sign any papers, no pledges to take. You don't even have to speak. No obligation to do. No arms twisted. And um, and I think it's pretty cool. You know, it's it's not a it's not a cult, for me anyway. You're an agnostic. You're an atheist. But if we look, if we connect the dots to the history, you know, the the, the fact is is that boy, look at us. Look at Zoom now. You think you think Roseanne would have would have envisioned this? You think Bill and Dr. Bob and those early people would have envisioned this? No way. This is such a beautiful renaissance. It starts for me by connecting the dots to the going way back. 
so grateful for this. With that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Okay, now Christina J. followed by Natalie R. Good morning, Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today with God's grace and mercy. I love that last line, yes, I believe this program can work for me too, but it took me years to know what that meant. I sat around identifying in for years. Um, But it starts with believe, you know. I have to trust that my efforts, if I do it, if I do exactly what my sponsor says, if I do exactly what this book says, I can have this. You know, I wouldn't even have this book in my hand if I didn't believe I had a problem. Years ago, I don't know if they still do it, but OA used to put put out, there was a subscription to an OA little magazine, a little 5 by 7 or I can't remember how big it was. And what did I do with that? I subscribed. <clears throat> and then I would go right to the stories. Uh, I wanted to hear and see, uh, read about other people that had my problem, and I would get horrified because some people were worse than me. I was worse than some people. But I was identifying in for a long time. I didn't know how to do this thing at all. Um, but I love what Roger said, the agony of defeat to the thrill of victory. And what what is that for me today? <clears throat> because this works. Today I have the proof. First thing that happened when I finally stopped my relapsing was um, the food got neutral. So then what happens? Life life hits me. It starts coming up, you know. Every day it comes up. Some days I have glorious days. Some days I don't. Uh, living in a lot of big change now. Um, moving. We have we have to move. We have to, I have to get a new job. These are things that sock me in the gut with fear. Like Roger, I wake up 1:30 in the morning. My gut, it feels like there's a 100-pound weight sitting on it. But this program works. I go to higher power first thing in the morning. I turn on my vision meeting. I hear your stories. I need your stories. I need newcomers on this line. I need to hear their stories. I need to hear your struggles. I need to hear your experience. Without that, I would fall into sort of a um, a blah, numb existence. If I don't stay in this program daily... And really, it's not a program anymore. I love what someone shared, I think it was yesterday on the questions and answers, that this becomes my life. This incorporates into my cells. This is the new way I'm walking and living. I get up and brush my teeth every day, and this is what I do every day as as far as this program. I get up and do these things. They're like brushing my teeth. I must do them or I fall apart. I, I drift out to sea alone, and I get into isolation, and I get into self-pity, but I have this program, and I have you guys, if I do it. I can't just sit around and listen to the stories or read. I believe that this will work for me if I do it. It starts with believing, and then I have to trust my efforts, because I was truly a deer in the headlights when I came in, not knowing what I was supposed to do, how it was going to work. What do you mean? Listen to Vision every day and, and call three people? and Time, please. Like, That's going to work? Well, it did, and I'm living proof today, as long as I keep doing it. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Okay, Natalie R., you're up, followed by Pete B. Hi, this is Natalie R. from Toronto. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Thanks a lot, uh, Katie. Um, you know, I was I'm a compulsive overeater and food addict, and I was, um, for the first half of the meeting, I was sitting here or standing here almost feeling 
not a part of because I don't get when I read the big book, it doesn't bowl me over or usually make me feel like I have a huge insight. It's not out of, I'm not saying that out of any kind of disrespect. And then I, so I'm like, oh man, like I don't feel like the other people on this line. And then I thought, yeah, but why are you here right now? And it's because of the big book. And it just made me realize that for me, the incredible power of the big book exists in how it is kept alive by the people on this line, in the meetings, speakers, things that I'll read online that quote the big book. For me, I'm, I'm part of um, a religion as well that has a, a foundational text, and it's not in the actual text that I get a ton of insight or awakening. It's in the interpretation of it, and it's in the sharing of it. And I might not get a ton when I'm reading the actual text of the big book myself alone, if I'm being very transparent, but I have gotten a lot out of hearing other people on this line and what they receive out of the big book. And that's what I keep coming back to. And I think when they say this book is divinely inspired, I think one of the ways it's divinely inspired is in its ability to consistently keep bringing people back together and keep liveliness and engagement and energy and recovery around this text decade after decade, which is pretty incredible. So it's the way the text is made alive in the fellowship is what's so powerful for me. Uh, so this is Natalie R. from Toronto. Thanks. Thank you, Natalie. Okay, Pete B., you're up, followed by Amy G. Thank you, moderator. <clears throat> Pete B., compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thanks for taking the meeting and all your service. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I just want to make sure I understand I'm reading the same thing because I'm not reading this that says we're all alike. Is that, yeah, we've heard that earlier. We're all alike. We're not all alike. We're not all alike. And, and you know, this is me first by saying this. Maybe I'm the only person, but just in case I'm not, and there's another one of the 800 or 8,000 or whatever is on the list that, that may feel the same way, just in case. Right? I don't have to look at this and say that we're all alike because we're not all alike, right? It's a, it doesn't, you know, the common problem is an element that binds us together. What binds us together is that we have no common solution, right? Yes, that happened to me. Yes, I feel like that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me. But you know what? We're all different. We're all different. We got undereaters, overeaters, anorexics, bulimics, insulin manipulators, thises and thatses, and you know the list can go on and on with the introduction, right? So, so you know, yeah, yeah. While while we embrace everybody, all inclusive, never exclusive. Anybody can come in, like Larry said. All you have to do is say you're a member, and you're a member. Welcome, right? You know, the point I'm getting at is like the message of the book is not that the herd is going to save you. It's not. I mean, think about a herd. What happens in the herd? Right? Predators approach the herd. They thin it, right, by usually separating the weak and the feeble from the strong. The strong don't turn around to help the weak and feeble. 
and the weak and feeble perish. So if I put my reliance on the herd, if I put my dependence on the herd, right, what am I doing? I'm leaving myself vulnerable. Right, this book has a solution. It talks clear about the solution. The solution is not the fellowship. The solution is not my relation, my over-dependent relationship on my sponsor. The solution is informing and developing and nurturing a relationship with the God of my understanding, a higher power. There is one that has all power. That one is God. May you find him now, right? You don't have to, I, you don't have to be my people. do as a member of this of this fellowship is carry the message of recovery and the message of recovery is that you too can recover if you have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind like mine and you follow this simple program embrace and get and nurture a relationship with a god of your understanding you clear away the wreckage of your past you too can walk victoriously through this thing this is the worst condition on the face of the earth we have to stop positioning like it's some kind of buddy system it's a great time please it's a fantastic start with that i'll pass Thank you, Pete. Okay, Amy G, you have two minutes, and I'm sorry, but Laura, you'll have to wait till the second hour. Hopefully, you'll be able to do that. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service, my friend. Thank you, everyone, for a wonderful meeting. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Um, you know, I was always told that the stories may change, but the process is the same, and that we are all equal at the foot of this disease social standing, race, creed, color, and we're also equal at the foot of this recovery if we're willing to work these steps, put the bottle, put the food down, and work, the, work these steps so that we can connect to a higher power, a power greater than ourselves that will restore us to sanity, to God, uh, to our perception of God. And, and for me, my, my sponsor would say to me, when we read these stories to say and ask ourselves these questions, did I act like that person thought? Did I think like that person thought? Did I feel like that person thought? And moreover, how did they recover? And every story in every edition is a repetition. You know, repetition is the father of learning, is a repetition that when we work these 12 steps, Wherever we are, whoever we are, whomever we're with, we have the we have the opportunity and the and the ability to recover and carry the message to the next person. And that is what is so glorious about this preface is that it shows us over the passage of time that it is the same process. And these stories just reinforce identification is important. It is, but we have to remember what the process is, and the process is these 12 steps, and the process is then carrying the message to the still-suffering compulsive eater. I'm so grateful to be a part of that process, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. Okay, so thank you to everyone who shared, and um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, February 18th, 7 a.m. meeting, is 18,569. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Chris M. please read A Vision for You, Our Book is Meant to Be Suggested Only.
Um, hello, thank you for your service. This is Chris M. from Ontario, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.